So here are some things. Hello and welcome Something's Podcast listeners. Here we are on episode 14, a very special Halloween episode, hopefully the first of many. With me today, I am joined with my co-host, Luke and Sarah. And our other co-host, John, is playing part of Spooky Ghost, because he is just invisible right now. Because he ghosted us. Ooh, yes he did. Today on the episode, we're going to be talking about some real scary stories, uh, Star Wars dropping their tickets, and also World Series updates. Mm. So, how are y'all doing this week? I'm doing well. Like, I'm excited already, just like Star Wars and World Series. Dude, like, it doesn't get much better for me than Yeah, that. it was a pretty good week, yeah. Yeah. So, what what other what are some other highlights to talk about aside from topics we'll cover later? Well, I did a gig last night. Giggity, giggity. Yeah, so this one was in the Mission Inn in nice. Riverside in the Presidential Lounge. Ooh. Yeah, so it was pretty fancy in there. It was a good gig. We played for about four hours mm-hmm. um, and just did, like, a bunch of fun stuff. Dang. Four yeah. hours, I'd imagine you have to be having fun for that. Yeah, and they gave us free water. Nice. Yeah. Dude, luxury. Live, they, live the they life. They put ice in it. <laughs> so it was really good. You're just you're just so spoiled. You yeah. Play. So check out Luke's Instagram page. Woo! Yes, check him out <laughs> and go see his gigs. Yes. Are you gonna tell him like your handle, or are you just gonna have him guess? Just guess. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Luke's like fun. <laughs> All right. Have you seen the chair in the Mission Inn that was like made specifically for William H. Taft? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a tour of the Mission Inn once, and they were showing us that chair, mm-hmm. and um, William H. Taft was like biggest president we've ever had mm-hmm. like physically yes yeah and um so when they heard that he was going to come and stay at the mission inn they made a chair especially for him that was like double wide oh boy and uh <laughs> they thought it was a nice gesture and he was like super offended by it oh man <laughs> and he left it <laughs> so you can go to the mission inn and see the massive double wide chair that they made for william h taft and it is humongous like it's it's like twice as wide as a normal chair. That's why I said double wide. Yeah, mission yeah. in. If yeah. you if you want, I'll take the chair off your hands. That sounds pretty comfortable, honestly. No, it doesn't look very comfortable. It doesn't look very comfortable. I mean, it's still like made of wood and made of wood. I thought it was a like a couch cushion, like a recliner kind of. I don't think so. Not, not like a no. recliner like you kicked feet out, but no. I mean, no. No. I mean, I think it has a cushion on, like on the back, maybe. Mm. It's just a chair that you sit in. Mission yeah. in. I don't want the chair. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it. Keep yeah. your chair to yourself. But yeah, this is. Again, I don't think I, I clarified this to the listeners at the beginning, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fun with this episode. Again, uh, so it's not going to be released on Halloween. It'll be released the week of, but that's why we're calling it the Halloween the episode. The Monday before Halloween. Correct. And so we, we're all dressed in costume, and you'll see those those outfits later. Um, but, you know, I'll describe myself. I am dressed as a Kamiho, which those of you who don't know uh, Asian folklore, it's actually like this Ninja Panda. Uh, Luke says Ninja Panda. It's not. but <laughs> You look like a Ninja Panda. It's not a Ninja Panda. <sighs> anyway, it's basically a uh, fox spirit that, like, uh, once it eats a thousand livers of human beings, like, it becomes human. So it's pretty So creepy. he delivers people. Sure. <laughs> I, oh, I get it. The liver pun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did, did, did it go over your head, too, for a split second? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, I don't deliver what? Oh, huh. that slight delay. She's got some good dad jokes, man. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, 
But yeah, so it's it's a fun mythological creature. And when I was reading up on it, I'm wondering if it could have actually been what inspired uh, the Naruto character of the anime, the popular anime series uh, Naruto. Um, I've heard but, of it. Yeah, yeah, because it's again, it's like, it is a nine-tailed like fox demon, fox spirit. So it's like, yeah, like oh, I wonder if that was like played into effect when the guy was designing the, the concept for the the characters. Um, but yeah, so anyway, getting back to our weeks. Uh, oh right, so I'm dressed up as that. Luke was dressed up as I'm a. Gonna, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I was dressed up as Captain America, and uh-huh. Dylan was like, "That's not good enough." So he, he had put socks, a shark head. He on. had socks on. Yeah. By it. dressed as Captain America, what Luke means is he had stars and stripes on his socks, and that was kind of it. <laughs> hey, yeah. that was a good costume. Right. Your feet were dressed up as Captain America, and they looked epic. By Your the way, feet do not speak for the rest of you. Nope. <sighs> they were ambassadors Even for the rest of me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though his feet dress up all the time because they look like Sasquatch feet, but. <laughs> Ah, anyway, anyway he, <laughs> Dylan forced a shark head on me. Yeah, so. you loved it. I, didn't, <laughs> <that's true. laughs> I, yeah. I was happy to take it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. And we'll, we'll send you guys some pictures later. And then Sarah, our, our lovely Sarah, was dressed up as I am dressed up as George from Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty three nineteen. Twenty three nineteen. So I'm here wearing a nice stripy shirt, and I got a sock on my back. Woo. It's uh, it's clever and it's comfortable, which is kind of how I roll with costumes. Always, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the this family here they do like doing the clever stuff. I remember uh, a couple of years back, your your mom even uh, she had a blue t shirt and had a had a phone wrapped around her neck, and then we we're like, "What the heck are you?" And she oh, like, and she had a rubber chicken. Uh, and her, oh yeah, and a rubber chicken, and she was cord on blue. Chicken cord on blue. Yep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so again, there the, a lot of puns and costumes in this family. Because we don't want to spend money and we don't want to be in a bulky costume all night. Meanwhile, I have the money to spend, so I'm just like, woo! <laughs> the last several costumes I've done have either been cowboy or lumberjack. Nice. And the only difference is the hat. Yep. This is one of certain jeans. Oh, man. All right, so uh, Sarah, I think me and you could probably answer as far as how our weeks went uh, together, because I mean we had some of the same highlights and low points. I've worked so hard this week. She did. She worked like I'm a in the middle of my biggest project of the year right now at work, which is a 200-page catalog Oof. that I put together um, from scratch. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pages. A lot of pages. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've been working at least nine hours every day working on that. Yeah. And it's, then I took Friday off because I had to go get the mail. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look, okay, it's, look, it's, it's more look. intense than that. Let her... Cabs on California does not have mail delivery service. So we have a P.O. box. And once a year, they need me, the account holder, to visit them in person and turn in a slip of paper to renew my P.O. box. And if you know anything about government buildings they have the worst office hours and this one it's open from 8 a.m to 11 30 and then from 1 30 to 4 so i couldn't go to work and still take care of this so i took a day off of work just to hand in a slip of paper at the mail and then i cleaned the house for the rest of the day side note for editing can you cut out the part where she said cabazon <laughs> you don't want people to know that you live in cabazon the town is so small they'll find me <laughs> i'm gonna forget all right, well, we'll see what happens. Go All find right. Dylan and Cabazon. Ah, His address is... Ah, and we're going to be having that Halloween party Gosh. on Friday after Halloween. How dare so you? Yeah, I want to see what the big us. deal is. You've given you them your address like several times already. Yeah, my address I've given them several times already. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so other than that, so that was her week. Uh, 
we, but we both, uh, we kind of suffered a loss, a big hit to the wallet. We, gosh, man. So we, we drove into town on Thursday with, with our car that we use for commuting. And as I drove into my parking lot, it started making noises in the front. And so since we were kind of stranded out uh, where we work. Your parking uh, lot started making noises in the front? Yep, totally. The parking lot. Um, so since we, were, since we were stranded out, because since we commute together, um, uh, we, we had to take it into a shop that was just local nearby. And then we ended up having to drop several hundred dollars on another car repair for brakes to be replaced and my rotors to get replaced in the front. And then we went to up. Applebee's and ate our feelings. Yes, I ate my feelings so hard. <laughs> what did you eat your feelings? I, I got one of those sampler trios and just got like a bunch. Of, what did I get? I got like pretzel sticks to dip in like beer batter cheese. I got wings. I got onion rings. Uh, and then and I, two vampire cocktails. Yeah, two two vampire cocktails. Spooky. <laughs> yeah, there's the Halloween portion. Yeah, they do this thing where right now where it's like this flavored drink. It's only a dollar and you get like these a decent sized mug of it. I down the first one. <laughs> like the first five minutes after having to pay the money on the, the car repairs. Nice. But, um, but yeah, so there was that. And then, uh, and then Friday night, we did have an uplifting way to end the week because we both went to the Ontario Improv and saw Chris Porter perform live. Yeah. He was pretty, pretty hilarious, man. Like, again, I, uh, his, his stand-up's not clean. If those of you trying to, like, you know, maybe, oh, maybe I should check him out. Like, just giving you a heads up. He's not clean. But uh, by my standards, I'd consider him funny. So, yeah, we saw him live. I got a picture with him after the show. I felt bad because it's like he, he had he had vinyl records for sale. And, like, he would, you would even get, like, a digital copy with each vinyl record you bought. But um, uh, they were, he was only selling them for cash only. And I was like, no, I don't have any cash on me. <laughs> like, I didn't. I thought they would have taken, like, a debit card or something. But, no. Do you even have a record player? My dad does. Oh, okay. yeah. My dad has a record player, and then again, I could have used the digital copy. Still, I was gonna say, I think we have one. Mm -hmm. Before people think we're irresponsible, um, the tickets were a Groupon that we bought like the week before. Yeah, those were so already we're purchased before like... the car before the car repairs <laughs> happened. Yeah. That ah, was a, the car's broken. That was we a last Applebee's. And, yeah, that was a last minute thing, but good call on that because somebody would be judging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where are you going? Out? Like I, it was already bought. That's why I didn't expect six hundred dollars to fall out of my lap. <sighs> anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was that. But, Sounds like a great week for all of us. Yeah. It has had hills and valleys. And Definitely. Yes. But uh, moving off from that, uh, I would like for us to discuss nightmares and our dreams. Because let me tell you, and I'll, I'll let's give a warning right now to our listeners, because I've got some pretty messed up dreams coming down the pipe here, uh, as far as like scary dreams and spooky things that have happened to me. So just be warned now. If, if you're delicate and don't want to have to hear it, Maybe skip a few, skip ahead like maybe 10, 15 minutes. We'll see how long this goes. But either way, I I'm a bounce, a bounce. I, no, like oh, all right. I'm I'm gonna bounce. Oh, I'm a bounce. Okay. I was just like, you're just gonna. What sit is there. a bounce? Oh my goodness. But yeah, so let me. I'll go ahead and kick it off because I've got two or three nightmarish dreams that stick out. Are to you me. sure you don't want to like be the the finale at the end? Well, I mean, do you are you guys ready? Do you, Luke, do you have anything? What are nightmares? No, what are. Are you kidding me? Luke just well, tell has your, like the tell your dreams, life. Tell apparently. your dream story, the one that you were mentioning earlier. I'll get to that later. Get to that later? Yeah. Oh, but I, okay. I want to make it a spooky episode. we got to end on the horror notes. Okay, so I'll start out with this because it's not spooky. Like, I was already going to talk about this, and Dylan was like, let's talk about nightmares. And I was like, well, let me do dreams. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys ever have stress dreams? Yeah, like, usually, like, usually about school and teeth falling out. Especially this time of year. Yeah, and like when you get sick, it also happens. Yeah. There was this one time I was really sick. And I'm trying to sleep at night. And I have this stress, like, half dream, half hallucination thing where I was in my bed trying to fall asleep, but I couldn't fall asleep. And do you know why? Why? Because the crew of the Enterprise what the heck? was inside my room. I'm talking I've Captain Kirk, Spock, 
Scotty, uh, Dr. McCoy, Lieutenant Uhura, all of them, Sulu, they were all inside my room trying to figure out how to get out. Like, this was their episode. So Captain Kirk is freaking out. He's like, this is impossible. How did we get in here? It's, he, he's like losing it over there. I'm like, dude, just take the door. Leave through the door. And I thought that would work, but then Spock, looks. he looks at the door and he says, no, that is illogical, Captain. Wait, I'm like, no, you can't say that. Just, what do I say after that? How do I prove the the logicalness of using the front door? The door? Yeah. So I'm sitting there as like Captain Kirk is freaking out in the William Shatner way. And I, there's nothing I can do. Like, I, I just had to suffer through it for the rest of the night. I love the fact that it's Spock going, no, that's illogical. Yeah! <laughs> like, what the you, idea of a door. You, you can't say anything to that. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know, that sounds like a good nightmare to me. Like, <laughs> I've had that dream, though, where, like, there's a bunch of people in your room. That same yeah. dream? <laughs> Not the same dream. I didn't have the crew of the Enterprise, but, like, it's been, like, just... Like, there's a party going on in my room, and I'm just there, like, falling asleep, and it's mm. just so awkward. Right. Yeah, this was more than awkward. This was straight up annoying. Yeah. Like Captain Frustrating. was like, Scotty, beam us out. And the guy's like, I can't do it. I Captain. can't do it, Captain. I'm like, of course he can. He never can. <laughs> ah! Dang it, Scotty, what are you good for? Let's let's yeah. hear from Sarah though. Yeah, she's Sarah. probably got a better dream than that. Um I mean, honestly. Or do you? I, if not, it's fine. Look, I have some things I could tell, but that's why I kind of want to save you to the end because the, one of the big differences between you and me is you have really amazing and distinct dreams, mm-hmm. and I like remember them three times a year. Oh, gotcha. But um, if we're talking about nightmares, I did have a recurring one when I was a kid mm-hmm. um, about the jaguar from Tarzan. Oh. Yeah. He would chase me. Yikes. So, so in the would dream, you, would you, you were Tarzan. No. I, in my dream, I was me, but I was in the jungle, and the... Was it one of those dreams where it's like you try to run as hard as you can and you can't seem to move? You're running through molasses. I don't remember that much. Oh man, those ones <laughs> frightened me. Have you ever run through molasses? No, but that's what it feels like in dreams. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, in my dreams, whenever I try to run, this is weird. <laughs> I can't run in dreams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll start floating away. Just okay. Wait, <laughs> like not flying, but like my feet have a hard time reaching the ground. So sometimes I'll have to like grab onto the grass in front of me and kind of like run oh my on gosh. all fours. I actually but, run a lot in my dreams. Really? Yeah, like I, I subconsciously really want to be a runner. So nice. I've had dreams where like I get out of work and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run home. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense for some people, but I live 50 miles away from my job. Yeah. <laughs> but it only took me a couple hours. It was great. I've done that in uh, at, with push-ups. For me in dreams, like I'll start doing push-ups and just do like 200 in a row, and I'm like, this is easy. I can mm. be like the fittest guy on the planet if I just do this all day long. Right. Yeah. I think for me, it's like it's usually getting into fights with people, and I just like decimate them because I can like activate superpowers and stuff. I I'm one of the few people who can actually control their dreams. I don't know if you guys ever have that ability. No. Um, but then there's there's also one time where I was on this roller coaster, and this isn't the nightmares I'm going to get to. This is just kind of fun going pouncing off of my my coast here. But uh, there was one time I was at like an amusement park, and the roller the roller coaster I was riding on, like as it's speeding up the like top arc before the big drop, like detaches from the rails, and so you know here comes this car, like I'm the only single passenger riding on it. It's like oh no, I'm about to hit the ground and crash. And die and then literally in my dream i just told myself no just tuck and roll you'll be fine <laughs> just so as the thing's about to like hit the ground i just tuck and roll I'm like no nothing broken i'm good i just walk away from the accident like nothing See, happened when i had that dream i flew out of the roller coaster cart and i did die 
But no, see, that's what I did though. Is I flew yeah. out and I, you, just, you didn't tuck and roll. Yeah, I never, I never die in my dreams. I've had that too. Like mm-hmm. in my case, it was like we live in a two-story house, right? And I was running on the second floor and forgot to stop at the stairs and just <laughs> ran right off the second floor, <laughs> like a Looney Tunes character. But yeah, <laughs> did you leave like a U-shaped hole in the wall? It just holds you, up a sign saying "Help." <laughs> well, no, I didn't hit a wall. I just like ran off the stairs. Like, really- I was running so fast that I completely passed the stairs and continued to fly down to the first floor. <laughs> but I just tucked and rolled, and I was fine. I was like, yeah. that was kind of cool. Why don't I do that every day to get out, like, get downstairs? Should I do the phrase of the week, tuck and roll? <laughs> tuck and roll? Nah, we can do better than that. All right. But, yeah. All right. It's so- too early. We need to hold until the end of the episode. All right. Stick All around. Right. We'll see what happens. All right. So moving on to my actual spooky nightmares, because holy crap, man. Okay. There have been uh, several different occasions. Hello? I'm good. Okay, you can just edit this all out. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, several different occasions where I've had nightmares um, where there was uh, – I'll start with, like, kind of going from, like, least to worst. Um, one of them was this – it was, like, this dream where I, – I forget how young I was, but I was – I remember that night I had gone to sleep with my, my parents. So I was, like, in between them, like, you know, like kids do. And I remember waking up, and it, and it's one of those dreams that felt real. So that's what makes it even more frightening. But I wake up in the middle of in the night between my parents, and I, as I'm waking up, my eyes are still kind of groggy. I go to open them fully, and I see this like freakish alien standing over the bed, and it's looking at me like about to grab me and pull me out of the bed. And so, you know, I start screaming bloody murder, and uh, the alien back at me uh, starts screaming as well. It's just like this weird screeches, uh, screechy scream, and then like it wakes up my parents when it starts screaming, and then like then they start freaking out too. They're like, "What the heck?" And so it runs down the hallway and like you know tries to get out of the house. And my dad, being the protector of our family, he like runs down the hallway to chase after it and you know go take care of it. And then like you know you hear crashing and banging all the stuff in the kitchen and stuff. But then like as he comes back to the room, like after everything quiets down, I just had this feeling that that's not my dad. Like, the alien, like, either ate him, abducted him, and then formed itself to be my dad. But it's like, I knew there was something different, and it was not my father who came back into the room that night. And it was just, like, freaking me out, man. Because it was just, like I said, it felt real. It didn't, didn't have any kind of crazy cartoony thing aside from just aliens being in my room. But it was just, like, real life, real craziness going on. And then, um... Based uh, on real life. Based on real life. This happened. My dad's not real. No, <laughs> no I love my dad. <laughs> but, uh... Um, no, so there, that was one nightmare. Um, that was the one I forgot to start out with. I, I have a lot of, uh, at a point I had a lot of those like sleep terror dreams where like you have sleep paralysis and you can't move. Yeah. And like those ones would freak me the freak out. Like, I mean, I just, I'd have to repeat myself, but yeah, just like I'd sit there and I'd open my eyes and I'd just like stiff, can't talk, can't speak, can't, uh, can't move my arm, my toes, anything. And I'm just looking over out of the corner of my eye and I just see people looking at me like, you know, or weird, creepy, you know, demonic figures. Yeah. Um, so that was another like reoccurring theme. Uh, I've had one like that. Yeah, the sleep terrors. Yeah, one time, you know, I I sleep at school overnight. Like, uh, no, oh, yeah, since I don't live out there, um, so oftentimes I'll sleep in my truck. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I was sleeping in my truck, and I I wake up and I get this chill that just goes down my entire body, <sighs> and then I'm sitting and I can't move, and I and. I could hear. Some, I don't know how much of this I was actually awake for. Right. But in in this, I could hear something outside my truck, just kind of moving around. I could sense right. there was something there, but I couldn't move. 
in my entire life, that was probably the most scared I've ever been. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, man. Yeah. I, and again, like most of these things, like I said, because I, I, at this point in my life, I do control my dreams for the most part. It's just like earlier on when I was a kid, that's when these nightmares would really like get to me because it's just like, what the frick? I'm a kid. I can't do anything. And on like this is the worst one, right? And then I, we'll actually talk about uh, later on for like the entertainment portion, what our scariest movies are. And this will kind of probably hint at what mine is. But my worst nightmare I ever had was me my sister and my mom all being chased by Freddy Krueger. For those of you that don't know, and I mean, he's pretty iconic, but not in a good way. Freddy Krueger is this like monster of a person who has like these bladed finger, uh, this bladed glove on his hand that he uses to like slash and claw up his victims. Like, but he can also haunt you and kill you in your dreams. Like, so it just made it like 10 times worse because it was literally a dream that I was having of Freddy Krueger. And so like, uh, this whole time, um, you know, again, he's coming after me, me, my mom, my sister, like I said, and we're doing everything we can to run away from him. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's futile efforts. We like, you know, try to run out, you know, one through one building and, you know, no, uh, you know, he finds us in there. We try to hide somewhere. He finds us. We try to do this. We try to do that. He keeps finding us. And like, you know, it gets to one point where we're, we're in like this Jeep or this car and we're driving as fast as we can to get away from him. And he literally like calls up this zombie, like this zombie army to come after us and like, just kind of surround us. And so we're doing everything we can. You know, we, we, you know, run the car out till it has no gas in it then we get out of the car we're trying to find somewhere else and then eventually we just get stuck and cornered and we're stuck there and my you know like he he's got the he's got the army surrounding us and he comes up to us and he's just kind of in the front of the pack and he's about to kill us and my mom you know at the last second goes wait like look take me kill me but don't kill my kids like you can have me just spare their lives kind of thing and in the dream, I'm freaking out. I'm frantic. I'm crying. And I'm just like, mom, don't do it. Cause you're our only protector left. If you, if he takes you, he's going to kill us. He's lying to you right now. Like I'm, I'm screaming at her, like with tears in my eyes and just freaking out. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll do this. But then I had to sit there as she goes to sacrifice herself. And he starts like, again, this, this is why I said viewer discretion advised, listener discretion advised. He starts carving my mom, like slowly just killing her, just like taking his time with it, like in front of me and everything. And go figure, sure enough, after he gets done killing my mother in front of my eyes, he's like, guess who's next? And, like, comes after me and my sister again after, you know, and thankfully at that point I had woken up. I didn't really get tortured too much. But it was just like, I that one, it was like one of those dreams you wake up and you're just crying. Like, you don't know how to handle it. You're just so you're done you're done for the day yeah. before it even starts that was a wild story to hear from a dude with fox ears on his head yeah thank you that'll, that'll be panda fun. ears <laughs> fox ears camijo ears but yeah so that's that was that and then so from transitioning from nightmarish horrors do you guys have any real life horror stories that have happened to you like things in real life that have scared you like you know whether it was an encounter or you know just i don't know one I, time I, I missed my entire college final oh that's probably, that's probably cringing a, a lot of our Tuesday, listeners. It was a Tuesday-Thursday class, and I thought the final was on Thursday, but it was actually on Tuesday. Ooh. That's that's horrifying. <laughs> dun, I dun, sent dun. a groveling email to the professor, and yeah. he let me come in and take it. Mm. So Ooh. it ended okay, but that was a really stressful Really big heart attack. Hours there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that counts. That's what I figure yeah, I figure most of you guys or either of you two will probably have like, you know, college stories or stuff like that. I I don't, there's like one story in particular that like really sticks out to me that I'll get to, but like I said, I'll let you guys go first on this. Well, I was attacked by bees. I don't know if I have anything <laughs> yeah. else. Like you guys have heard that story before. I think though. so. That was when you were camping you, your brother and your dad. Yeah, we got yeah. swarmed by bees and we were stuck in the rocks. Yeah. I, I almost went on that hike with you guys. Man. Yeah, good, good call. I not ducked to go. out. Of, I know. Good thing it was just the men. <laughs> well, Dad even said at one point he was like, 
it's a good thing you didn't come because I don't think I could have gotten three kids out of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that being said, um, this one was, and again, this is not a dream at this point. Like I'm no longer talking about dreams. So just, you know, be warned on that. Um, one time when me and my sister used to go to Calvary Chapel here in town, um, she went on one of those, like, I don't remember if it was high, high school or junior high retreats. And so, you know, I was, I'm like three years younger than her. So I wasn't able to go on it. You know, she goes and it was over the weekend. It wasn't too long, but I just, I was telling my parents like, Oh, I really miss, I really miss my sister. You know, I, I really miss Lauren. I want to hang out with her. And they said like, Oh, well maybe, you know, to, um, you know, maybe to help kind of ease your pain or, you know, ease you missing her so much, just, just spend the night in her room. Like you just sleep in her bed or something. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That, you know, makes sense. You know, your parents, you know, they're trying to help you out. And so I go in there wake up, you know, whatever time in the uh, time of the morning it is, you know, it's dark. I don't really have a clock near my bed, but as I wake up, I look at the foot of the bed and there is a silhouette of a figure just standing over the bed. And I didn't see his eyes, but I could tell he was just staring at me the whole time. I was like waking up and I just like, I don't know what possessed me to not do this, but I didn't scream at all. I just sat there and like, I'm in terror. Like I'm in shock. Don't get me wrong. But I just, like I said, I see the outline. It's a tall figure. Like, Luke, you're taller than me by at least, you know, what, good three, four inches? Yeah, yeah. like a foot. Yeah, <laughs> not a foot. <laughs> but no, this guy made you look like a dwarf. He was like, again, like seven feet tall, whatever. And like I said, just lurking over the bed, staring at me. And it almost looked like he was wearing a suit. Um, and this is before Slenderman crap was even around. I know that's just a made-up myth anyway, if you really do your research. But no, this thing was just standing over the bed lurking staring at me not making a sound which has made it even weirder because like as i wake up i'm like slowly pulling the covers off of me slowly getting out of bed slowly getting like to the door so i can try to get out to my parents and like be like hey i had a nightmare i need to sleep with you guys and i can just tell like as i'm sitting there fiddling with the doorknob trying to get out like he just he doesn't bother to move anywhere else he just kind of spins around like where he's standing in place and just once again staring at me looking at me the whole time i'm just like just don't turn around just don't turn around just don't turn around i'm just like again freaking out internally but some reason not like screaming my head off i'm just like i open the door i go to my parents i'm like there's somebody in there like like help me out here because something's going crazy i don't know if i am or there's something in that room but i need help like ugh. That one, like I said, that was, I woke up. That was not a dream state or anything. I, you know, I went to the bathroom shortly after, as you can imagine, as a kid. But, uh, you know, yeah, I told my parents, I'm just like, what the crap just happened? Because, and I think my sister, I can't remember, I'd have to talk to her again. I'm not sure if she ever said she experienced something like that where she thought she saw someone standing over the bed as well. And I'm just like, ugh, our house is like haunted for a bit or something. I used to have that. Like, I don't, it's a pretty similar thing. Like, I remember when I was really young and I used to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Like, standing on the stairs would be this, like, big cloaked figure <sighs> just staring at me as I would go. And, like, it seemed to be a normal thing. Like, mm. it was enough where I was like, oh, it's creepy, but I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know if it was just, like, a reoccurring dream that I had mm. that turned into sort of a memory at this point. But, yeah, I don't know what the deal was. And, like, our dog, his name was Dudley. Right. The, the big fat dog was just sitting there. And I was like... He wasn't barking. I was like, dude, like whatever <laughs> so i'll go to the bathroom go back to my bed all the time looking at this guy like Ugh. Oh, gosh it's, it's like what is it with it they always seem like they're wearing suits and i'm just like ah oh, it just it oh this was a cloak this just was cloak. like oh so like this, you got had like the hood over this was like the third ghost from uh uh a christmas it's, carol christmas okay yeah gosh man, they were like point like super ghoulish yeah yeah Ugh. yeah i don't know what it is man it just it happened and i didn't like it at all <laughs> but um yeah so that was 
that, that was some of the scary one of the scary moments in my you know entire life i could probably go into times where i maybe almost died or whatever but i mean like that's you know maybe another podcast we'll talk about that um but uh yeah so that being said we've talked about nightmares and dream dream life we've talked about you know somewhat spooky hauntings we've experienced in real life as well but what i want to ask you guys is what do you consider to be like your worst fear kind of thing like you know is it being buried alive drowning whatever else like and i can go ahead and kick this one off and give you guys time to think but and this i don't know i'll probably sound crazy after this podcast but one of the fears that keeps coming into my head right uh, have you guys heard of those like uh how was it like soundproof chambers where you can like you can just climb inside of them and basically it's so quiet in there that you don't hear any noise outside you you basically just hear your own like guts and intestines like making noise and stuff like that's how yeah. quiet it is like mm-hmm. that's you start hearing everything else that you don't normally hear on a regular basis my fear and i don't know why is like because it's like part of me would think like oh that'd be kind of fun to experience but a fear that keeps popping into my head as of late is if i ever go to experience one of these soundproof chambers i go in there you know thinking oh this is gonna be fun and the second that door closes no one's getting me out like and you're just stuck in a soundproof chamber no one hears you like you're just stuck in there to, to starve and live out the rest of your days and like you're just like you're sitting there freaking out panicking and everyone else is just like pretty much watching you like on a camera screen just like you know oh yep this is what it was all you know going towards like this is like he didn't know it but we were just wanting to get him here so we can just watch him die slowly like and like the whole thing just unravels at that point like my whole life's been a sham they just wanted me to die in this soundproof chamber i have heard with those rooms like it's a really like psychologically yeah experience. like uh, I think the most anyone's ever stayed in one of those rooms is like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I have something to say about that. Oh, gosh. To put your fears at ease, that's a little bit more myth than it is fact. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a guy who wanted to put this to the test. So he had like a documentary crew with him and everything. They mm-hmm. went in there, and uh, I think it's on some college campus somewhere. They have one of these, um, so some university. But anyway, he went in there. He did an hour, and he was like, it was uncomfortable and not fun, but... It wasn't psychologically terrifying or anything. Mm. So I think it's probably a little bit more exaggerated than... Well, but see, this is how crazy my mind overthinks things. It's like, that guy's just a plant to get me to go into one of those things. And he just <laughs> set me up. Like, <laughs> that, that, I'm telling you, that's how crazy my mind gets. And, like, I know it shouldn't be that crazy, but it's just, it is. Like, I'm just like, that's I don't hilarious. know. I don't know if I ever want to get near a soundproof chamber because of that fear. Like, this studio is soundproof. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that's that's my worst fear as of late but how about how about yourselves i'm i wouldn't say it's my i don't know if i would say it's my worst fear but i am particularly afraid of spiders um mm-hmm. the fatter and hairier the legs the worse it is mm. i don't know why that's my rule but that's my rule like daddy long legs they don't creep me out at all but anything with like hairy legs mm. like tarantulas tarantulas do not like tarantulas i have hairy legs yeah but not eight of them oh okay yeah <laughs> I saw a list, like a, a photo list article thing where it was just like tarantula feet. Did you know tarantulas have like tiny little feet? Yes. Mm. Yeah. With they like have little claws. Yeah. And so it was just supposed to be like, look at all these adorable tarantula feet. And I'm just like squirming the entire time I'm scrolling uh, yep. through this list. It's just. That's hilarious. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I don't. I, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I kind of had a few freakouts with spiders when I was young, um, but I'm not I'm not arachnophobic. It just like if a, there was one time where a spider was literally on my glasses frame and literally right near the the peripheral of my eye, 
and I didn't scream or anything, so I know I'm not arachnophobic anymore, but my my dad wants to claim that I am, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, spiders Spiders just suck. It's like when they get the jump on you, that's when they scare you, or at least me, that's when they scare me. I don't, I can't, if I see a spider out in the open, I'm like, okay, I'll smash it with my hand. Like, that's how, like, over it I am. No, if but, I see a spider, I'm like, Dylan, come smash this. Yeah, and I do. I'm the Hulk. <laughs> Dude, one time I was, I was sitting down on a chair. On a chair. <laughs> Why did I include that detail? <laughs> I, was, I, was sitting, I was sitting midair. On a chair. Magic carpet. I mean, what else do you want to throw in there? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, beanbag. Anyway, and I looked at the elbow, which was on my arm, and the weenus. <laughs> and there was a, there was like a big spider on there, Ugh. and I was horrified. Uh-huh. Luckily for me, I, I don't. Maybe this is a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. if we're talking about survival instincts, but right. I'm pretty good at suppressing my, like my your initial flinching. jump. Yeah. yeah. So I looked at, it, I was like, oh shoot! So I just shook it off and squished it. Nice. But uh, yeah, that was creepy. I have there. There are two fears. I wouldn't say they're my worst fears, but they're strange things to be scared of. Okay, fans like big fans. I think are like a little propellers. bit scary. Like yeah. Willy, Willy Wonka chocolate factory fans. Like the, that big. Like even jet, the jet kind, plane. Like anything that's approaching four feet. Okay. Like I don't know. It's just I guess it's big and powerful and like I'm can chop you up. Yeah. Was it because of Indiana Jones? I don't think so. Per, paint. Pl- Propellers? Airplane propellers aren't as scary to me. <laughs> mm. Right. But. Yeah, no, I've seen some movies where okay. air vents can get pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. So, like, that's a little creepy to me. And then big things underwater Ooh. are also a scary idea to me. Like, yeah, I could see that. I can imagine, like, if I'm in out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean or something, and then, like, a blue whale comes up oh, and, like, gosh. brushes against my foot... That would be horrifying to me, even mm-hmm. though it's not going to eat me or anything. It's not any yeah. danger at all. Just the, the fact that this is just so big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How big things can be, and then to combine those two, the idea of being behind the propeller of a boat, like a big oh, Titanic propeller, as it's spinning in the water. Mm. That's a horrifying thought to me. <laughs> I can't imagine like being forced to sit behind one of those as it's <sighs> trying to spin the water and start moving forward gosh that's man. that's freaky to me you know, and i don't know why i have another oddball feel fear like that uh, what's that um big dandelion plants I like when the it. stem gets all thick and everything gives me the creeps and i think it's because of jumanji oh yeah the plant that scene, scene where the plant is just like overgrowing everything like ever since then it's like it's a combination of that and then <laughs> how about in pan the rumor weed in right, veggie tail. <laughs> how about how about in Hook? Did that scene where he's like going down in in Wonderland and all the flowers are like sniffing him? Oh yeah. Was that creepy to you at all? I mean, they just kind of reminded me of dogs. That was just kind of really? fun. Yeah. Yeah. I but, remember thinking like this would be a little bit creepy. Yeah, I remember in real mom life. would send me out and you know to take care of all the weeds in the yard, and if I saw like a great big like dandelion plant like that, I just had to like kind of grit my teeth and get through it. I. They give me the creeps. I don't yeah. like them. Yeah, Luke, when you were talking about your your fear of like being in the ocean, like something bigger than you out there, like I like I for a while I think I kind of wanted to be a director. And, you know, who knows? I don't know what God has in store for me, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Like a movie um, director. Yes, correct. Oh. But yeah, so like as you were sitting there, I'm just like visually in my head. And I don't know why I did this. It just made it worse for myself when you're talking about your fear here. But I'm just like I'm picturing myself same thing, like out in the middle of the ocean, and like you just kind of duck down under the water for a second, and it's like you just look and you just see a vast expanse of blue, and you know you're just underwater. And then you just see that big shape coming from a distance, slowly but surely making its way into your focus. And how, like, and then you start to realize, like, oh frick, that's a giant shark coming so right for me. Finding Nemo. Like, oh my god! But like, more horrifying. It's a monster that's gonna eat me. 
Because, like, I love sharks, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, like, just thinking there's a giant big thing out there that can just wreck your life in an instant, ugh. When they see the whale in Finding Nemo, this exact scenario happened. They just see this massive shadow coming at them, and then it eats them. But we're talking fears. I mean, who cares about a a fish-eating krill? I mean, if you're... That was my actual example. I don't care. (laughs) Invalidated. Wow. Luke, have you heard about the big bloop? The big bloop? The big bloop was this sound that was recorded on like oh, the bottom of the ocean floor yes. and no one knows what it is but it's just this crazy sound that could be something alive could be um some kind of geological mm. movement that's fascinating it's, as it's, long as it doesn't come up to me while i'm stranded <laughs> in the middle of the ocean and brush against my foot yeah no they confirmed it was not a whale or anything like that. that's that's just like what the frick is the sound but yeah because yeah, here's the bloop. thing right we know more about the surface of mars than the surface of our ocean mm. so Surface there of the ocean or just be, the ocean in general? Well, the surface. I mean, we, we haven't been all over the bottom of our own ocean. Well, no, but you said surface of the ocean. I'm thinking top of the ocean. The surface you, of the ocean floor. Okay. The right. ocean floor. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> surface floor. Wait, what? Yeah, so like there could be like massive creatures, like even bigger than the blue whale that we just don't know about because they're in a place where we can't find them. It's a megalodon. <laughs> it's Loch Ness. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, the, the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. All right. Is the Kraken real, though? Mm, find Boom. out in another episode. It made the bloop. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, transitioning. We'll, we'll, we'll start to become a little more lighter now. Um, so the other day I saw a post on Facebook, and it asked, like, okay, it, you're or presented the scenario. You are a burglar, but instead of stealing things, you do things to inconvenience someone's life. What do you do? And so, oh my goodness! Me and Sarah, we saw this the other night when we were at Chili's, and I, I thought of a handful, and you know she'll go over hers in a second. But so some of the more mischievous things I thought of, like okay, I think my, uh, I'll, I'll try to say like build up to the best one. Um, one that would be kind of fun is instead of uh, laundry or not laundry, but uh, dishwashing detergent, replace that with soap. And then that way, like, they go to wash their dishes and then just bubbles come spurting out everywhere, like, you know, <laughs> fill up their kitchen. I think that one could be pretty fun. Um, moving recliners, like, because you want to, like, get a full recliner in it, you know, when you're sitting your lazy boy. Move them just slightly closer to the wall so they can't really recline as, much, go, recline yeah. as much. Um, the, the, okay, the second most menacing thing I had was if people have, like, DVD Blu-ray cases swap out all the movies and stuff to like confuse them and oh. make them think like oh, where's this movie at dude that could be ours exactly oh my goodness and like the last thing i think is my best uh option for ruining someone's life would be to unplug all the electronics in their house but oh just goodness. keep the keep the cord behind the wall so they don't dude, see it unplugged one time i got up super early in the morning i, I think i was going to school or something um but I was going to make some Eggo waffles in the morning. Uh-huh. Somebody had unplugged the toaster, oh. and I didn't know it. Do you know what happens when it's unplugged? It still goes down. It just doesn't yeah. heat up. No, no, no. It doesn't even do that. It you click it down, up. and it jumps back up immediately. So, like, at 5.30 in the morning, I'm sitting there. Uh, I try it again, and I'm getting furious. I'm like, and and I finally realized that it was unplugged. So I plugged it in. It ruined my entire day. See, exactly. So you either get someone early morning, or just picture someone coming off of like their work. You know, they do a regular nine to five. They're tired. They're exhausted. They want to come home, relax, watch TV. They sit down in their chair. That's you know a couple inches closer to the wall, but they don't realize it yet. They're gonna turn on the TV or the Blu-ray player. And nothing it's is going not on. on. Like, and they have to then get up after their long day and be well, like, Well, they'd probably oh. swap the batteries out on their remote first. Oh, that too, yes. 
Yeah, they think it was the Like, that's the what remote. I would do. I wouldn't think that my TV was unplugged, because why would my TV be unplugged? Who does that? I do that. <laughs> but yeah, so th those were some of the mischievous ideas that I came up with. I thought they were pretty good. Oh my goodness. And so Sarah will go second, and then yeah. Luke, if you think of anything. Okay, so the first thing that came to my mind with this was to take, like, an end table or something and just move it a couple inches out. <laughs> Like, just go straight for that pinky toe. Yeah. <laughs> so you get used to walking around your house, and then it's just bam. Because you don't think you're used to that, but you are. And mm -hmm. if you make a little move like that, you're going you're gonna to jack yourself up. Yep. Nice. And then I also thought if you take two cabinets in their kitchen and uh, swap the contents. Ooh. So, like, food for dishes. So, or, yeah, yeah, you're used to getting your mugs out of this cabinet, but now they're all the way on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I know. We're evil people. <laughs> Well, we're people that have a house. That's so. that's true. Yeah, we think about what would. What and I live in a house. <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah, but you've never had to make like the decisions about like where do I want my mugs to live, mm -hmm. where do I want this end table to be. That's true, but I've also have never known them in another place. Mm. If somebody were to do that, it would ruin my entire life. You ever have that, kind of digressing while Sarah looks over her list, have you ever had those experiences where you go over to a friend's house and you know exactly where the dishes are? And no. No? Never? No. I've, I've, I'm not good at that. Uh, I'm pretty good. I think I'm like maybe missed one out of the, you know, several friends I've been over when I was, when I was younger, of course. I don't go yeah. over to their house now, but yeah. Anyway. Okay, so, so this was kind of my favorite one that I thought of. Um, you flip the toilet paper roll around the other way. Ooh. And then you find where they keep their toilet paper and move it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, when they run out, they are screwed. Because, you know, they're going to run out and then they're going to have to do that awkward waddle. You got to do the waddle. The roll, and then it's not there. <laughs> or you just scream from the toilet like, where's the toilet paper? Like, what do you do? What's your game plan from there? That is the biggest reason I was grateful to have siblings. Oh, for the toilet paper, yes. Bring me toilet paper! Yep, and then just leave it right outside the door, you grab it, and you're good. But then your friend wouldn't know where they were either. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've got one that, to go along with that. Okay. Uh, get some really clear and unnoticeable tape and tape the toilet paper. Like, <laughs> like, I get it. Like, just like... Yes, they can't. Rolling so you can't, it, find, rolling it. can't find the end of it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then when you finally do, you probably rip through like another yeah, two or three layers. Couple layers. Um, so yeah, that there's that one. Uh, replace a bar of soap with like a good bar of white chocolate. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so they just like lather chocolate. Yeah, it's it sticky. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I had another one. I'm trying to remember it now. That's pretty maniacal, though. Oh. I mean, shoot, man. Getting covered. Because, like, you think about that. You're trying to get clean, and then you just get sticky. I've heard of one where you paint clear nail polish all over the bar of soap, so you rub it in your hands, yes. but it doesn't lather, and so you're just oh there, like, goodness. rubbing and rubbing and rubbing, but it's doing nothing. Oh, yeah. there's this one. Sarah, we've tried this one. Take a screenshot of the desktop of somebody's computer. Oh, yeah. Make that make the that... background. Oh, the yeah. And then get rid of all the contents on the desktop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they're just clicking and clicking. Ah! Yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, of course, that doesn't work as well now that they have toolbars. Mm, yeah. Jerks at Microsoft. Gosh, man. We're trying how, to prank people. How about this? I, I've got a couple more. Mm. You could, of course, just untie their shoes, like all of their shoes. All right. But people, some people they already do already that. Do that yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely a slide-on. I just, yeah, you know, it's for convenience. Depends on the shoe. Um, you could also take out the sole of their shoe. Oh, my gosh. Which would suck. <laughs> Uh, and then this last one. I know this from experience. Okay. If you go to bed and your pillow isn't there, 
Ah, oh. it's the worst. <laughs> okay, because like I said, I sleep at school some nights. Mm. So sometimes I'll leave my pillow in my truck. Right, and I'll get I'll get all in my pajamas and go to bed, lay down, and just <laughs> my head. Oh. I mean, it hits the mattress, so it's not like a right. hard plot, but it's it's that Still. moment where you realize. I gotta get up. <laughs> I gotta get up and get my pillow. So yeah. yeah, I take their pillow and put it somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's pretty inconvenient and sucky. Uh, what what if you took every item in their closet and flipped the hanger so it's going around the other way? Ooh, that could be bad. But some people naturally yeah. do it the other way. It's kind of like the shoe thing. I know it, it sounds crazy, but yeah. If um, you keep your hangers pointed the other way, please message this podcast and tell us why. <laughs> well, okay, one thing you were talking about, Luke. And what happened to you as a child that made you do that? We were talking about bathroom stories or, uh, you know, things prank to prank in the bathroom. And this is, this is more kind of like a prank, I guess. But I guess that's what they're getting at with the whole mischievousness of, like, you know, you're a burglar, but you don't steal things. I would always like, uh, I think it would be fun to saran wrap the toilet bowl. Oh, and like, yeah, I was going to say that. Because it's like, okay, like, I know there's the obvious thing where it's like someone goes to pee and then it starts, like, you know, spraying everywhere. But just think if someone had to do a number two and yeah. there's a saran wrap on the toilet bowl. It just oh comes creeping goodness. back in the front of them like, ah! I've got two more now. Okay. Then we'll, then we'll Dylan, you know of this, the upper tanker. The upper decker, you mean? Upper decker, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So just when you break into their house, you... Don't go in the toilet. You just, take just off. Just leave one right in, there. in the tank. Yeah, the back of the bowl. <laughs> yeah, so in the fresh water. That'd be tank. like the weirdest thing to discover after getting your house broken <laughs> yeah. into. Yeah, oh and goodness. there's only one way to fix it. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't steal anything, but they, they left pooped me in the top deck of my toilet. <laughs> they left oh, me a gift. Oh man! And then this last one. Okay. Uh, if they have a cat, leave a couple of human-sized turds in the, in the, <laughs> oh, the litter box. <laughs> Can you imagine the horror when oh they walk in there? Like, what the heck? I once this read, cat is not doing so well. I once read a story online where someone said when they were a kid, like seven or eight, they thought it'd be fun to poop in the cat's litter box. That's what it was. They did this at like a family reunion. And next thing you know, someone comes out, they're like, hey, I think there's something wrong with the cat. Yeah. And everyone at this family reunion is talking about what could be wrong with the cat that's leaving human-sized turds. And the person's just sitting there cringing the whole time. Yeah, because I couldn't remember. Okay, so I'm glad it, we did have a story because I couldn't remember if it was if it was something like that or if it was like a comedian. Because I'm like, this sounds really familiar. Like, I think someone's done this, but I, I, same great results if you want to try it. it's a internet story. Yeah, it's just, oh my gosh. Hey, out of curiosity for the listeners, we want to ask you guys a question. All right. What do you think of a bonus episode that's just the random stuff? Just random. It would be an extended random section just for you guys. Let us know what you think of that idea, and maybe we'll make that happen one of these days. Yeah, I can definitely see that happen. we got enough to talk about most of the time, so. All right. But with that being said, we are wrapping up the randoms and moving into the entertainment portion of the podcast. Every time. Harmony. All right. So, sticking in line with our uh, Halloween-themed episode, what was the scariest movie you guys ever saw? Fourth Kind. For, ooh. The Fourth ooh. Kind did yes. it for me. Mia Jovovich. Yeah, Mia Jovovich. Jovovich. Uh, of Resident Evil fame. Um, She's beautiful. Mia, so come on he, the show. Well, here's the premise, right? They set it up to be like kind of a mockumentary kind of thing. Well, not even where, a mockumentary. They set it up to be a documentary. Right, right. They set it up to where it's supposed to be... Mila is portraying this person that these events actually happened to. Yeah. So it's like a dramatization of the archive footage that they sometimes show side by side. Yeah. So they set it up so it's like 
this was an actual event that happened, and there's all these tapes about it, and it's it's all about like alien abductions. Oh, and stuff. like like a dramatic recreation. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So like like what she was saying is they'll show they'll show you like you know hand cam like you know family home video recording footage, and they'll put it side by side comparison with like the actors acting out yeah. the roles. And yeah. Just, like, I remember that. Yeah. It's like ugh. And it's, so it's all about the, like this small town. I guess it's not a small town. Nome's kind of one of like the more prominent towns in Alaska. Yeah. But, I guess. That, I don't really know Alaska. That keeps experiencing all these abductions and all these people are seeing weird things in their sleep. And um, Mia Jovovich, Mila Jovovich... Is a psychiatrist. Is a psychiatrist who is working with all these people that are having these weird sleep experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, her husband just died and she thinks it's from the same thing. And um, it, it plays really heavily on the whole sleep paralysis concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of one of my fears, even though I've never experienced it. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty scary experience. I'll let you know that from. from yeah, I know yeah. everything I hear about it is like it, it is one of my fears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it really plays heavily on that. Um, I don't want to <sighs> spoil the ending. What? Well, here's the thing, right? When I saw this, I thought the footage was real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like. Apparently, it was really obvious to some people that the the quote-unquote real footage was just fake. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that. Right. So I totally bought into the premise that all this archival footage Happened. was real. Yeah. And it was freaking me out. Well, no, I mean, like, there, there are movies that do that. And it, again, because it's like, you, you think of any average movie-going ex, uh, experiencer, movie-going person, whatever. I don't know what the term is. It slipped to me. But, uh, yeah, no, so you think of any common person, they're not going to go do, like, super in-depth research before seeing a movie. And then they see something like that where the actors themselves come out saying, like, this is all based on true events. This happened, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. that's how it starts me. Mila yeah. comes out and she says, so what you're about to see is the events that happened in Nome, Alaska between, you know, this time and this, this time. Yeah. And um, this is all real footage we're about to show you. It may be extremely disturbing. In the end, what you believe is yours to decide. Yeah. And so it's like they, they set it up that way. And so it's like, you know, you go in there like, holy crap, this is this is real. Like, you know, and so it's like I think they did the same thing with even like the uh, – the publicity for like the Blair Witch Project, like that was mm-hmm. the one that kind of really iconicized it. Like before the movie released, they had like uh, online videos being like circulated, like before viral videos were a thing. But this became a viral video yeah. and got everyone freaking out because they would see this like home documentary footage. Same thing, these people going out and then like you know start dropping like flies or whatever else. So it was just like there there are movies that go that route of being like, nope, this is based on a true story. But I mean, you know, it's it, I always come uh, harken back to that line from No Country for Old Men. Good movie if you haven't seen it, um, where Tommy Lee Jones is talking in a cafe with one of the other. Uh, uh, actors and uh you know he says something about like uh he, t- he tells this person in an earlier conversation like you know oh this is a story i heard and the person asks him like you know oh was that was that all real and he's like well you know tis true it is a story like kind of thing and so it's like yeah it's a real story but is it a real story or just a right. real story you know so yeah but either way it's like yeah i totally understand that because it freaked me out when i first saw it i was like geez i'm gonna get nightmares from this like yeah because there's like next like it starts out like simple enough you see people having psychological problems and the next thing you know like people are levitating in the footage right and you're like what the heck is actually going on here Mm. yeah Yeah. i I think and it i know that's probably when it should have dawned on me that the archival footage was faked but it did not Mm -hmm. i i bought it yeah I think for me, uh, like I said earlier, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, uh, and not that I was going out of going out of my way to like be frightened by these, but I remember there was one time where I guess my parents were on a date night, and my brother had his friends over, and they were doing their own little movie night. This is back when he's in high school. I'm, you know, I think almost a decade younger than him. Um, 
And so I was in the back, our like back bedroom, like playing with a bunch of toys and stuff, but I wanted to come out for either like a drink or, you know, bite a food or something, whatever the heck it was. And so as I'm turning the kitchen, the way our house uh, was set up, at least the one I grew up in is there's, you know, you, uh, you have the front door living room and then the kitchen is like, you know, the next room over. But the hallway is when you first walk in the house, um, you go to the go to the right, and then you know there's the hallway, all the different rooms. And so I had to come out of the hallway, and so you have to go through the living room to then get to the kitchen. But as I walk through the living room, there's my brother and his friends watching Nightmare on Elm Street, and I just walk in on a horrific scene of again Freddy Krueger attacking somebody. So that's probably where that other nightmare stems from, you know, childhood trauma. Uh, and then the other one that kind of freaked me out for a while was the ring, like the whole you watch the mm-hmm. you watch this tape, and seven days you're gonna die. You know, and so it's just like, you know, I, I saw both those movies at a really young age. So it was really impressionable and like, you know, really frightening uh, to, to witness and see. So, yeah, those are probably my two biggest um, that I've ever experienced. Mine is kind of similar to Sarah's. It's another alien movie. And the reason is because it's it, this one is based on a true story. Fire in the sky. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. This is a weird story. There are these guys. I, do you remember what state it was in? I don't know, something Midwest or something. Yeah, something, I don't know, it's a foresty Iowa. area. But anyway, they were <laughs> they were driving along through these mountains at, at one point in the night, and apparently, it, as according to the story, were abducted by aliens. Well, just the one guy oh, was abducted. Oh, yeah, the, the other guys, guy, the other guys the made guy, it out of there. And then he comes back a few days later. Yeah, so he comes back a few days later, like, traumatized, and he's, like, they a little him, bit beaten up. They find him, like, naked and curled up in a corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm trying to remember. They, they end up doing these interviews. So they first interview the guys that were with him when this happens because they witnessed this, like, bright light and, this, you know, the, the right. fire in the sky, um, the abduction. They saw that happen. All three of these guys, the two guys that didn't get abducted and the one that did get abducted, they they did this huge investigation and put them on lie detectors. They passed every single test. Ooh. Everything that happened, they truly believe happened. Mm. And then That's there's the, the scary scene part with the guy's me. actual abduction experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they dramatize that the actual abduction experience and show what was going on. The oh, aliens gosh. doing experiments on him. Yeah. So the idea that's scariest to me is that regardless of its of it. Whether it's real or not, I don't think they got abducted by aliens, but they believe they did. Mm-hmm. That's freaky to me. Those yeah. poor guys. I feel bad for them. Ugh, gosh, man. This and this is a true story. This yeah. actually, they actually passed lie detectors. There was an actual investigation. He said, this, "What was the movie called again?" Or Fire in the Sky. Uh, was that based on the Lights Over Phoenix, or is that something? No, no. no. It, was something it, was in a, it was in a, a woodland area. Woodland. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I know the. I know there's been several. Uh, I think there was one video or movie we saw like a few years back that was based on that. This, uh, I think it was called, wasn't it like Phoenix Lights or something? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't it good. Was, yeah, it was. I was like kind of excited. I'm like, oh, hey, they're actually doing like an alien movie in the theaters for once. Like I hadn't seen one in a while. And then it was just kind of like, yeah, you don't really see any aliens. But yeah, it was supposed to be based on the, again, the lights over uh, Phoenix, Arizona, like I was talking about. Um, but yeah, so speaking of aliens, Luke, guess what I did this week? What did you do? I bought my Star Wars tickets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For all you Wookiees out there. Yes. So I bought tickets opening night on Thursday. I'm going to be going with Sarah. We're going to have a lovely little date night. Woo-hoo. On Friday, I have tickets to go see it again with my friend, uh, John and, and Tim Wiseman. Shout out. Oh, and Daniel. Daniel, you're also coming. Uh, and then Saturday, Luke, me and you are going to go see it in the <laughs> dark. In the Dolby. The Dolby Theater, man. If you've oh, never been to goodness. AMC and experienced our Dol- Dolby Cinema Theater... Go check it out. It's so freaking amazing. The quality and everything. Oh, gosh. It's just, it's awesome. You know what a balloon and I have in common right now? 
You're super high? We are pumped. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's a lot better than what I was gonna say. Or what I did say, <laughs> not, even, not even what I was gonna say. But yes, dude, so I'm, if, if you haven't got your tickets yet, like, I mean, you can try to find them, but even when I was checking the day they went on sale on Monday, they were pretty much selling out theaters instantly, man. So if you weren't on there, like on Fandango, AMC, Regal, whatever, like you're pretty much crap out of luck. To give you a scale, um, they've done more pre-sale orders than Avengers Endgame. Yeah, so like, it's already past it. Yeah, it's, exactly. So it's just it's it's crazy. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily know that it'll take over Endgame. Like overall. I don't think it will overall. But yeah, but, pre-sales for sure because yeah. it's just like you know once because Endgame is like something that people kind of went back for. It's like I think with Star Wars, it's like once you see it, like all right, I saw it. I'll wait till it comes out. I think so. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, me, I'm seeing it three times, but that's just because I have different groups going every time. So yeah, it's I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like I told you on the uh, few episodes back, Luke. After I was seeing all these trailers, they just keep pumping me up and up and up and up. And even this last one did the same thing. I just got super stoked, man. Oh, oh my goodness! It's the last, there. the most recent trailer. Yes. You you guys have all seen it right yes oh yeah oh man if you guys at home listening to this or wherever you are on your truck whatever if you haven't seen it yet go check it out when you get a chance because yeah. this is gonna be fun oh, oh. <clears throat> there's and it really hinted at the ultimate question are lightsabers waterproof <laughs> yeah, they oh, finally put steam on the lightsabers. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was that was interesting to see the, the little attention to detail that they're doing. Right. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Like there seems to be a lot happening on maybe the the moon of Endor, mm -hmm. and like on the wreckage of the of the um, Death Star. Yes, probably the second Death Star. Right. Um, Emperor Palpatine he's seems back. to be back and. This is what I found interesting. You know the scene at the end of the trailer where he's he's moving toward Ray and mm -hmm. she's like kind of backing up, right? Because he's scared. like hovering towards her. Yeah. Is he like in a hover chair or is he in some like I don't know mechanized man. suit or like, what? How weird are they gonna go with this? Because like there's there's like Star Wars Legends where Palpatine ends up coming back as like his spirit and a robot or whatever like mm. weird stuff. So I don't think they're gonna go that nerdy with it for lack right. of a better word but well, well i know they did they did uh, have like a i don't know if you call it a cameo but they did harken back to one of the original concept arts like that you know that throne chair they showed in the trailer where yes. it has like the spikes and everything that is from like original storyboard artwork and everything from the was it like the original director of somebody wanted like in the in the storyline or something like that and so they're they're they threw in like little easter eggs and stuff like that like yeah. if, you, if you really know your stuff i mean obviously i can't even quite you know cite who the, the real guy was who made it but yeah it's like it's so cool if they're getting like you know super they're getting stuff that's like origin-esque, but then at the same time, they're giving you this new awesome epic conclusion with this movie. So I'm super stoked for it. I know Last Jedi, we were both kind of like, eh, we'll see. What, you know, it wasn't really like a leave a, leave a good taste in our mouth movie. It was but, worse than that. It was garbage. Yeah, Luke's just flat out garbage with it. But yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So if you haven't got your tickets, like I said, try to get them now when you can, while you can, if you can. Yeah, and if you think I'm being just a jerk of a fanboy, go listen to our very first episode. I have evidence to back up why this is a bad movie. Mm -hmm. from any standpoint yeah it's not just bad for star wars fans it's a bad movie yeah. but anyway yeah go check <laughs> out the first episode but you know w w one good thing with those star wars movies is they always have good soundtracks you know because who's the composer for their for their uh, music john williams. john williams john williams yeah this is interesting the soundtrack for the for um for the trailer mm -hmm. was different Right. They, they gave it like the poppy chord progression, the six, four, one, five. Yeah. Other musicians know what yeah, I'm he, saying. Yeah, he, he knows what it is. <clears throat> but yeah, they put like a poppy chord progression behind it. And it was interesting, but that was not John Williams. Mm -hmm. That was that was adapted by someone else. But that got me thinking like, John Williams 
has created some fantastic movie soundtracks. Oh yeah. Like there's there's a couple approaches you can take when you make a movie soundtrack. You can either make it like background music or take the approach that John Williams has where it's like this is this has a melody, this has a theme, this is going mm-hmm. to be good enough to stand on its own and we're going to play it in the background. Right. And that's what I love about John Williams' music. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has a theme. Leia has a theme. Leia and Han right. have like a love theme. Luke Skywalker has a theme. Darth Vader has a theme. Mm-hmm. Go to Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones has a theme. The, the the arc itself in the Raiders of the Lost Ark has a theme. Right. That I think is only in that one. Only mm-hmm. when it references the art. Yeah. But yeah, he's good at coming up with these these ideas, these melodies that come back over and over again that does it doesn't distract you from the movie but it it enhances the it moment it enhances the moment you're yeah. like, ooh i get this same feeling with this now and then he can start putting that throughout the movie to point at a character mm. without the character actually being right. there yeah. which is awesome and that's dude that's like one of the things like i've always said too it's like i love love music and people don't really realize how powerful it is because it's like if you put the wrong you put the wrong song or the wrong you know uh, composed music whatever else you want to call it if you put the wrong thing in the wrong scene then it's going to just deflate it it's not really going to have that same punch or that impact but when you have someone uh, such as john williams and i'm not even just talking about him but i mean like you think about like even a video game trailer movie trailer whatever else it may be if the music is on point, that's what piques people's interest. It's like, because when they see the music going along with that, like you think about even a Scott Pilgrim that came out years ago, but that, that, that score on that. And even the, the soundtrack for that movie was freaking phenomenal. Guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. You think about that. They, they have like this, what it was like seventies, eighties music soundtracks and yeah. stuff that would just like really punch at the moments and stuff. Like you have good people who get on the, on the composition end of that with uh, music and backing up the scenes when they nail their part, the movie is that much better. Like they, like you, like we just said, that enhances the moment by far. But that being said, I'm kind of rambling. Sarah, what, what other what other movies do you think have like really good soundtracks? Okay, them? so when I first added this to our roster, I was thinking of kind of um, reprising what I brought to the table last time when we were talking about our uh, our favorite Disney movies. Oh yeah, okay. And I was just thinking about you know at work, I'm I'm in I'm in really in depth on this one project, and what I like to do is um, just listen to like. I mean, I, I listen really intensely to music more so than I do usually because yeah. I have to stay focused and just kind of isolated. And something I turn to a lot is like Disney movie soundtracks. Okay. So that's kind of what I wanted to, you know, kind of talk about here. I know you said you weren't into like any of the, the Disney animated movies so much, but are there any of no, the... No, uh, I don't hate them. I'm just like, yeah. I, again, I thought it was just favorite like kids movie or yeah. favorite Disney movie that's animated and I mean... Again, you guys said it was, but, you know, again, that's the whole Bugs Eye thing we'll get into later. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so, uh, like, aside from how much I enjoy the movie itself, sometimes I like to just pop on these soundtracks and just listen through the soundtrack of a movie and enjoy all the fun songs and everything. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, obviously, A Hunchback is still one of my top ones because the music is one of the ones I love the most about that movie. Right. But um, I also really enjoy um, Tarzan. Yes. That, Phil, Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Phil Collins, yeah. Brother Bear, too, where uh. Phil Collins... I liked again. Phil Collins better in Tarzan than Brother Bear. Yeah, Maybe, but Phil, Phil Collins in the '90s was blowing up. Both <laughs> yeah. still slap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's. I don't think I could really like if I because if I'm just trying to think of something off the top of my head uh, for like you know great composition. Like I don't know if I can necessarily think of a movie. I mean, I mean, I did think of Scott Pilgrim, like I said, and a few others. Um, but I think for me, the most iconic would probably it's a video game. It's Halo. Mm-hmm. The the composition for the the Halo soundtrack, the Halo video games. 
that is just it's so iconic and breathtaking when you get to like immerse yourself in their world and you just see all these like background tracks come or not see them but you you feel the music for the moment and everything when you have you know you have soldiers dying on the battlefield around you you're fighting through a tough battle you're doing this you're doing that like just the grandeur of what the the people who put the music i think it's martin o'donnell is, is mm-hmm. the composer's name um but yeah the, when they put this stuff into the game and you just get a feel for what you're really experiencing right now and it's just it's mind-blowing to me like it's just it's so engaging it's so thrilling i love the way that they make the soundtrack for those games and just it's never disappointed me oh i also want to talk about um the prince of egypt which has like the best opening song in any movie ever deliver us yeah i don't even remember it right now oh my goodness i guess really the only one i remember from that movie is when she sends him off in the basket. That's part of the first song. That counts? It's all okay. part of the opening number. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's more yeah. like the instrumental bass, but yeah, when they start showing the slaves and stuff in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a seven-minute opening number, and it's like the best mo- in, the best beginning to any movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the Hercules soundtrack. Hercules is great. They decided, the gladi- gladi- they decided to put those... Uh, gospel. What, what are they called? The muses. The muses. Yes. The gospel muses. We are the muses. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> gospel music is fun. Like that... Like, gospel music has, like, a lot of different meanings. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that's super fun, though. Right. Like, of, of all the musicals that I've played bass in, like, I wish I could have done that one. Because that would have been so fun to just sit there and read and just be like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Like I said, just great music goes a long way in movies, video games, whatever else. Like, it's it's just, it's awesome all around. I'm glad we all enjoy music. Because I, I can't believe there are people out there who are actually, like, jaded towards music in general. I'm just like, I don't like it. What do you do with your There's life? people like that? That's like in Mozart. People are like super in Amadeus, Salieri's father was like that. And then he died. So, well, so if you don't like music, you die. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So I think that wraps up our entertainment portion. That, that's the last thing we said. That's, if you don't that's, like music, you're going to die. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you're dead. You now we won't have to worry about you anymore. No. But yeah. What, what does that mean, Luke? I think we're moving on to something. What, what, what do we call this segment? Uh, I think we're done now. We don't have anything oh, okay, else. Okay, yeah. So tune in next week. No. <laughs> Just kidding. It's time for sports. <laughs> Bam. Rock you with that music. What's up? All right, so starting off on a little bit of a low note, uh, I, I have talked before about how I like the UFC and uh, the Ultimate Fighting cha- uh, Championships and all that stuff. Um, sadly, I saw an article uh, earlier this week saying that Randy Couture, um, one of the veteran UFC fighters, uh, has had a heart attack earlier in the week. Um, so uh, I'm going to Google real quickly to see if he's still recovering or in the hospital. Um, but yeah, so I he was actually also in uh, the Expendables movies. He was he was one of the good guys or whatever working with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, um, with the buzz cut. Yeah, but yeah, okay, so good. I did see a report. Um, he uh, Randy Couture walks home from hospital, back to work on Tuesday. Awesome. So... Yeah, I'm glad to hear he's made a recovery because, yeah, I was just like, oh, man, it's, it sucks for someone, you know, because he, he was old, um, or not was, he is old, I want to say he's close to like 50 or so, if not older than that, um, but yeah, he's he's a really awesome fighter, so glad to, glad to hear that you're recovering, Randy, uh, you know, again, keep improving your health and get better soon, um, you know, again, you walked home, so that's definitely a good sign, uh, yeah, and then also in UFC news, uh, Conor McGregor, the fighting Irishman, uh, has announced his return. He's he's predicting that in January, uh, I don't know exactly when, I want to say early January, he's going to be making a, a fight return, and the speculations right now are that he could possibly fight Cowboy Cerrone, who's also an awesome, entertaining fighter. 
but like I'm excited to see Connor return. Uh, Luke and I know you've seen a few of his fights when I've had you over to like my my dad's house for uh, the UFC uh, title fights and stuff. Um, it looks pretty but, Irish in the ring. Yeah, definitely. He's got that that ginger beard, that ginger hair, and the, the green shorts definitely help too. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah. So when he's oh man, when he's making this announcement, the one thing I had a problem with is I think he called out Khabib Nurmagomedov, the guy, the Russian dude who just beat the crap out of him, I think in like two or three rounds, choked him out and submitted him. And he he made the, the line or the quote saying like, he can run, but he can't hide. I'm like, Connor, for as much as I like you as just an animated fun fighter, uh, he's not running or hiding from you. Like, yeah. you were the one who lost that fight. You don't get to make those claims at that point. Like, you know, you can say like, yeah, I'm calling him out. I want to get a rematch kind of thing. Uh, I, Khabib's not running from you. Khabib is not scared of you. Khabib thinks he can beat you standing up, and he definitely knows he can beat you on ground game because you have none. Like, granted, Conor McGregor would knock my head off. I'll say that right now, like, yeah. plainly. Like, the guy would kill me if you wanted to. But I'm sorry, Khabib is not me. Khabib is a dangerous fighter, you know, again, whether, like I talked on the other podcast about his, his antics after he won the title and all that stuff, that's besides the point. He's just an overall better fighter than Conor McGregor is. So unless he improves his ground game a lot, uh, I don't see him, even if he does get the challenge, I don't see him beating that that fight. You know, it'll be two losses against Khabib, in my in my opinion. So... Connor, just just watch out. That's what I'm warning you for. Like you know, I, like I said, I know you're an animated character. You like to run your mouth. Just be careful what you wish for. I've, I've never liked Connor McGregor because no, you of haven't. stuff like that. Like yeah. I don't know. I I appreciate the people who can go in there and kick somebody's butt and then like not say a word afterward. Mm -hmm. Like I would love to see somebody who's like that. And there have been a few. Um, but Connor McGregor, like he just he doesn't really know who he is. I think. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think he's assuming that he's still the dominant fighter in the UFC, and he's just not. Yeah, like, he's still he's still good. I'm I'm gonna give him that. But I'm I'm looking forward if they do a rematch. Mm -hmm. I, I you want to see him get shut up again? Hard against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like again because that's my thing with Connor. It's like because I don't necessarily like too much trash talkers because you know again nine out of ten times you know they end up getting knocked out and they don't back up what they say. The problem is. Connor is one of those guys who nine out of ten times does back up what the what he says. The tenth time was just him getting you know beat up by Khabib. And I know there's there's still the whole thing with like him and I think the uh, Nate Diaz. Okay, there's Nick and Nate Diaz, but they're in two different weight classes. I forget who's in which. Um, but you know they they had a split decision or you know they had a uh, the one of them won the first match, the other guy won the second. Um, but you know so there's speculation there he could possibly fight him as one of the Diaz brothers. Um, but yeah, so it's just like with with Connor again, he does back up what he says, and like I said, it was just Khabib that got the better of him that that time. But like I said, unless unless Connor starts changing up his his game because he definitely needs a ground game. Like you got to be able to prevent takedowns. You got to be able to like you know maybe you yourself get a choke out or something if you're on your back and pinned because he's he had no defense that game. It's just like you know I think he maybe stuffed one takedown and then immediately he was on the floor, which I you know I was still like okay this is just boring. Like I know Khabib's gonna win because of this, but you know it is what it is. As a fighter in that in that octagon, you do what you have to do to get the W, especially when the title's on the line. Um, but you know so. That all being said, uh, you know, enough of UFC news. Um, we're going to go ahead and go into our week. I didn't really see too much news. Um, one one topic that was coming up uh, regularly, I guess, uh, with NFL news, um, there's speculation that Tom Brady could not be a Patriot after this season. I don't know if you've heard anything about this, Luke? Or Yeah, I think it's less speculation and more just like 
Oh, people, yeah. By the way, this is definitely possible. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, they signed him to an extension, but after the first season, they are allowed to yeah, part it, ways with him. Yeah, exactly. His contract would be up, uh, and there's also other other things kind of maybe hinting at it. I mean, it could just be us and other people speculating, reading too much into it. Yeah. But he's he's put his house up for sale, him and, I believe, his athletic and trainers. His, yes. Yeah, so both, both his his staff, his coordinators, whatever you want to call them, like, they're, they, they're, they put their house up for sale, and when they picked up Muhammad Sanu who, from the Falcons this week... Um, um, he Tom Brady offered him like, hey, if you want number twelve, you can take it. Like, you know, it's just like, what really? the heck? Like, like yeah. Tom Brady is twelve. Like, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers has it too, but it's like, no, Tom Brady is TB twelve. Like, there's a reason he has that that number. That's his. And for him to just be like, yeah, whatever, you can have it if you want. Like, you know, could that be a sign too? Like, it's and what's what's kind of crazy to think though is uh, you know in in light and in, in vain of that topic or that speculation that Tom Brady could be leaving the Patriots because he does want to play till he's forty five. Um, I think it was on Skip and Shannon when they were talking about it. They, one of them had mentioned briefly that maybe he could be coming out to L.A. for one of those teams because they have the five million, $5 billion stadium. Oh, Luke's face is lighting up right now. Oh, my because, goodness. Because think about it. With Tom Brady having the fame and popularity that he has in the NFL, I mean, granted, there's you know, it's like a love-hate relationship with most people, but you know, with him having that, that much uh, uh, fame and sellability, he will be filling that stadium in L.A. easily. Anytime Tom Brady's on the docket for a home game, you know that crowd's going to sell out for him. Dude. And so there's the, like there's speculation and, and talks that he can maybe be going for either the Rams or the Chargers. I mean, it, it, it was a brief mention, but they did say, and again, backing up the stadium thing and making sure that is a financially viable option for the NFL, that could be a good good place for him to land. I would not envy you in this situation. It's <laughs> easy for me. I like Tom Brady and I like the Chargers. It's oh, great. I know. You, on the other hand, I'd be would be so, torn apart. I, I'd be so conflicted. Like, oh my I, goodness! Like, I know we've we, me and Luke have gotten into you know, uh, maybe not so much heated like our last referee discussion, but like we, we've gotten into. It was our, a good discussion, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. I enjoyed listening to that discussion. <laughs> yeah, so it's like go, going back and forth. Like, you know, maybe we can say that for another episode of like you know why you like him, why I don't like him, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, so it would be a, a hard. Uh, a hard thing for me to deal with because like I said it's like as much as the Chargers hurt me and break my heart every time every season we, we have to watch them play like I still root for them like I've even when the Rams move back to LA it's like I try to say like oh you know maybe I'll just they're still LA and that's my whole thing is like I root local I support local teams you know but it's just like when the Rams came it just kind of more invigorated my passion for the Chargers as opposed to like being like oh I got two LA teams now it's like I, I kind of I'm starting to hate the Rams like it, as, as weird as that sounds um, but again the Chargers aren't doing anything to win over my love and affection they just keep letting me down and for some reason I still keep rooting for the underdog leave it to the um, Chargers though can you imagine that they're like oh man our quarterback's getting too old Let's, Let's get Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> Dude, that, that would be what they would do. But here's the thing, though. It's like, I don't know if one, we, I mean, granted, not that Tom Brady's ever really taken a huge paycheck. Like, he, he understands, like, no, I'll take a less less of a cut so that way we can get better players around me. But um, with, with that being said, it's like, even if he were to come to the Chargers, he wouldn't have an offensive line. I mean, Rivers doesn't have an offensive line. We'd have to do right. everything in our power to protect him if he did come to us. And I think it would probably be, for sure, a one-and-done thing. Right, yeah. I can't imagine playing two seasons with the Chargers. Gosh, man, if, if that happened. Again, this is all wild speculation. It, yeah, this like, is all like, it's not going to happen. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. I think with Tom Brady, though, I, I when he said he wants to play till he's 45, I don't, don't think, think so. You, you don't I, think at will? least not anymore. I, I think he's probably becoming more and more satisfied with the idea of leaving the NFL. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's going to be till he's 45. I think he'll, I kind of think he's going to do another season. Right. At least. Um, 
But yeah, not till he's 45 anymore. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, again, because it's it's really hard to gauge. Like with the Patriots, again, obviously their top dog, undefeated record this season. But it's hard for me to tell. Is it all Tom Brady? Is it all the defense? Or is it they've just played really, really crappy teams? Like, again, so far they've played the Jets right. twice. They've played Miami. They've played Washington. You know and how like, many Cowboys fans have told me, oh, the Patriots have only played good teams. Good teams? I, I mean, uh, uh, bad teams. Okay, yeah, I can and understand. I, the Cowboys fans are telling me this. <laughs> and then they lose to the Jets. Yeah, exactly. That's and, the- and I'm like, okay, you can say what you want, but you can't call the Cowboys a good team no, after that. No, Uh Yeah, I don't know. The, if, the, if they were close games, I would say that the Patriots are maybe not so great. But they are spanking every single team they play, except mm-hmm. for the Bills. And the Bills are a legitimately good team. Right. Defensively, they're strong. I believe they're top five right yeah. now. Like so yeah. they're yeah, I don't I don't knock the Bills at all. Like I said, we've we've speculated they could take a wild card spot later on in playoff time, but yeah, it's just like aside from the Bills, it, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's one of those things. I, it's like I know there's always the argument, like it doesn't matter. It's it, these are NFL teams, they are professional teams, yeah. kind of thing. But it's just like, yeah, they are professional teams, but right now they're a really bad professional team. Like yeah. so, it's just. And again, I, I don't want to discredit the defense. I mean, they're still getting takeaways. They're still getting fumble recoveries, interceptions. Tom Brady's still throwing touchdowns. He's still, you know, rushing touchdowns and stuff. I know there was a, what, the Thursday night game, he rushed for two of them at the right. one-yard line. So it's just like, you know, he's still doing his part. It's not like he's, you know, com- you know inept or whatever at his, at his uh, day and age right now. But it's... I don't know. It's just it's hard to call right now. I want yeah. to see them because I know they're gonna they're gonna face the Ravens. They're gonna face uh, they're gonna face the Browns this weekend. They're gonna face a few people. So once they start facing like you know like somewhat tougher teams, I'll be like, okay, now it's legit. I don't know if I'd put the Browns in that no, category. I, I, I was hoping okay. we could at the beginning I, of the season. Yeah, but. I wouldn't either. And like I know Baker said, like you know, oh, I, I play better when I'm pissed, and right now I'm really angry or something like that. He made a quote well, on okay. to an ESPN we'll reporter. See. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that Baker. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I. If I can take a moment to brag just a little bit, <laughs> I don't want to like set myself up for failure. No, 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 you're good. But at the moment, I am in first place in my fantasy league. And it's all because of... Because, well, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. I have both Tom Brady and the Patriots defense. Oh, my goodness. So, the, oh, my goodness, the Patriots defense, they're the best player on my team. They're putting up... Yeah. They haven't yet been under double digits. It's no. been double digits every week as a defense. Anybody who plays fantasy football knows that this is crazy. Yeah, like, that's hard up, to do. Put up between 15 and 30 points a week, every single week. So hopefully that continues. Yep. If it does, I might be able to stay in first. Yeah. I, shoot, man, with that, with that defense and, like, and you even said at the beginning of the season, Luke, about how, like, you know, the defense has always, you know, uh, what was I going to say, like, held it out for you. Like, they've done really good uh, when you've um, when you've picked them up on in fantasy and everything. And at first I was just like, no, oh, the Patriots defense isn't that good. But, nope, they're that good as far yeah. as fantasy goes. They've always been solid, you know, solid enough to always give the Patriots a good chance for the offense to win. Right. And now they're kind of the best part of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this is exciting. All right, so let's go into our matchups, and as we start to approach, you know, we do have a few, uh, one other topic to cover after this, but uh, yeah, as we approach the end. Uh, so let's see, we have Texans versus Jags. Texans? Texans. Texans, yeah. Uh, Jags, we, we love you. We Man, after that, like, really spectacular season under the AFC Championship, I, I was rooting for them, you know, for a while. Right. Like, Borles was seeming to get his stuff together, like, the team just seemed well-rounded, and then they just went downhill fast. Yeah. Um, Our boy Gardner isn't looking quite as good. Yeah, decent numbers, but the last they've, what the last two weeks they've lost, so yeah. it's just... Yeah, it's but hey, gonna... Leonard Fournette is actually looking pretty good. He's yeah, almost... Yeah, solid running back. 
almost leading the league in in yards, rushing yards. Right. I can't remember. It, oh, it's uh, Dalvin Cook that has the most rushing. Yeah, he's got right most now. rushing, but McCaffrey's yeah. like probably number one running back. He, he's in the MVP discussions yeah. right now with yeah, how he, good he's doing. He's he's doing crazy. Like yeah. it's because Madden thought he was black. I <laughs> definitely. That's exactly why. Uh, let, let's see. I, I would like to ask our guest real quick, Sarah. Would you like to take a stab at who you think will win between the Texans and the Jags? Between the Texans and the Jags. Yes. So Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Well, you know I've had recurring nightmares about Jaguars. Oh. So I I haven't had any about Texans. Okay. That's good. So I'm definitely more intimidated by the Jags. Okay. All right. So she's picking the Jags. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I suppose so. But more intimidation. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were saying, like, I'm more intimidated by them, so I pick them, or I'm more intimidated by them, so I want them to lose. They definitely seem more fierce. Okay. All right. So All the right. Jaguars for Sarah. All right. Next game, Bears versus Eagles. I think the same way that it's been going for a lot of our predictions against Bear games, when there's the offense or a defense that can handle Mitch Trubisky, it usually goes in that team's favor. Because Didn't we talk about this one last week? We will, that's because they're playing the Chargers tomorrow. So we, we talked about the Bears having oh, a bye week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, okay. I, oh, gosh. Okay, speaking of, I saw a freaking post on Facebook, and we'll get back to the predictions in a second. I saw a post on Facebook. The Chargers are saying ahead, ahead of this game facing the Bears – that one of their primary responsibilities is they have to contain Mitch Trubisky. That's their goal that they're aiming for. Is he even on the field? Yeah, he came back last week, and it's okay. just like he didn't do that good, but it's just like that's what their priority is. That's what their goal is. Not containing Mac because he's going to kill Rivers. No, we got to contain Trubisky. He's the threat on the Bears. Are you freaking kidding me? This is why we keep losing these games. Priorities. Gosh, man. Priorities. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Priorities. Yeah. Rivers, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll carry your casket to the grave. But, uh, you know, we'll, yeah. It's very romantic. Max going to murder him. Like, that's not, what they're, that's not what they're talking about. Like, okay, we need to go double cover him. We got to make sure we block zones. Like, no, they're just like, Trubisky, he's a threat. Like, <laughs> uh. But anyway. I'm going to go with the Bears. You will? Okay. I, I think the Eagles can bounce back after losing to Dallas. Uh, that's my guess. Um, let's see. For next game, Colts versus Steelers. Uh, Colts. Colts, yeah. Colts, yeah. I think they'll definitely do what the Chargers couldn't, and that's win. Uh, so <laughs> they're more well-rounded on both sides. And I, I keep, like I said, if there's something about their defense, I can't quite put my finger on it, but they keep getting the job done. So I, I like the Colts where they're at right now. Yeah, and I think I've said this probably every time we've brought it up, but Jacoby Brissett is looking decent enough. Decent enough, yeah. He's, top, he's, top 20 easy. Yeah, I mean, like, he's nothing spectacular, but he's the kind of quarterback where if he's in... If, if he's in that position, he's going to do well enough for the rest of the team to have a shot. Right. All right. And then we got uh, Vikings versus Chiefs. And this, oh, this is week nine. I don't know if I said that. So, right. Week nine predictions. Ooh. So, Vikings versus Chiefs. Now, as far as the Pat Mahomes thing goes, I have seen reports that he is like, he's been practicing, limited, but he's practicing. Yeah. So he's, I don't think that uh, dislocated kneecap's doing too much to screw him over, thankfully. And, you know, again, I wouldn't wish him harm, even if he is a divisional rival. I'm not wishing anyone to get injured. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know what his prediction is. Like I said, initial reports said at least three weeks, so this would be one of those three because it would be Green Bay uh, here and then I think next week as well. But um, I don't know. I think even if he does play, I'd maybe still put the Vikings on top because the Chiefs have proven that they are beatable at home, and that's what yeah. this game would be. So it's not like it's you know home field advantage. I know the Chiefs' kingdom is supposed to be really loud, you know, the decibel meter, but – even still, like you guys have, I mean, not that the fans are the ones that are losing these games, but 
Yeah, I don't know. If Mahomes is on the field, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Go with the Chiefs. But I don't think he's going to be on the field. Mm. So for that reason, I'm going to guess uh, the Vikings. Mm. I the Chiefs are not great without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and and weirdly enough, it's like Kirk Cousins. It's like it's weird to say, but he's got the highest passer rating in the NFL right now. That's not weird to say. Like, well, the, he's well, a just, good quarterback, and I, there's so many people who continuously bring it up. That, oh no, he's not good. I remember even when he was with the Redskins, I knew a lot of people who were saying, uh, "Who's who's the other guy with the Redskins?" Um, Currently, they have Keenum still. Kurt Keenum and uh, the new rookie they picked up, Haskins. No, the other guy. Um, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, yeah. yeah. I remember when Kirk Cousins was still with the Redskins, there was a lot of people who were saying, oh, we need to put in Colt McCoy. And I was right. Like, That's outrageous. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Like, no, and like He's I, not necessarily a winner, but as a quarterback, he's pretty good. Yeah, and no, like, okay, because I'm not, I'm not, like, knocking him completely. Like, like I've said, I thought when he, when they first made the move to pick him up as the Vikings, you know, with, with him having Thielen and, uh, and Diggs on his wide receiver courts, like, and, and Rudolph. Rudolph's a great tight end. Yeah. Like, I knew he was going to have uh, players to work with and players to throw to. I don't know what it is. They just, they need to start throwing more. I know they have Dalvin Cook as the leading rusher, and he's doing great, too, but they just need to get more throwing plays in there, like, because Kirk Cousins can put up great numbers. Like, they just need to allow him to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on, uh, Lions versus Raiders. Lions. Ooh, are you, not I a clear cut decision for yeah, It's not as easy this time though. Yeah, like I still don't know what to think of the Raiders. Right, because I'm biased and I hate the Raiders. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> but they're not too bad. They're they're not great, but they're not too bad. And I kind of think the same with the Lions. Like, okay, they're not great, but they're not bad either. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the Lions though. Lions, okay. Yeah. Especially, well, they got smoked by the Packers, though, didn't they? The, the Lions? Uh, no, the, the Lions. No, no, no. Get, I'm no think, you're, I'm thinking of, you're thinking of the Raiders who got smoked yeah, by the yeah. Packers. Okay, let's go with the Lions. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's that. Uh, let's see. And then, oh, Packers. Speaking of Packers, they're on their bye week. Um, oh, no, once again, I made a mistake. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, they're coming to L.A. to play the Chargers. <laughs> so that's Are you an, kidding me? That's another L for the Chargers. <laughs> there's no ah! way There's no way we're freaking beating the Packers, man. He, we're going to make Aaron Rodgers look like the Aaron Rodgers of old. Like, gosh, man. And then the last, last one, Patriots versus Ravens, and that's in Baltimore. Patriots. You still think? I still think. Yeah, I think it'll be a tough. It won't. It's not going to be obviously anywhere near as easy as it was for the past, you know, right. past few weeks of the Patriots. But yeah, I think uh, um, as long as the Patriots on defense contain Lamar Jackson and you know still keep him to a throwing quarterback. Not that he's yeah. not good at that now. I mean, he is great. Right. Um, but I think if they put it, uh, they keep his legs and his mobility limited, they can get they can get away with the L. The thing I'm or excited with, about with the win. I mean, is uh, Lamar Jackson is. Young and still kind of interception prone. Mm, okay, that makes me excited from a fantasy standpoint. Right when you got Gilmore and uh, who's the other uh, DB they have? Or uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, I don't remember though. Okay, but yeah, so that should that should make for an uh, uh, an interesting game. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then let's see. Lastly, uh, no, that's it. But our last topic: World Series update. Yes, Nationals. let's talk about baseball now. Yes, the Nationals are leading the series currently at 2-1. to one. So, Luke, how do you feel so far? So I, I know some people said that the Nationals were going to sweep them. No, they're not going to sweep. Well, I mean, of course they're not going to sweep them. Right. They're looking pretty good. They beat Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, okay. those two pitchers I've been talking about for the Astros. Right. And once they did that, I thought, okay, it's that's it. The Nationals are going to win. I don't know how many games it's going to take, but they're definitely going to win. 
And there's something interesting going on with the Nationals right now. Okay. They, their theme is the baby shark theme. What the heck? This started with one of their players. He was in a slump. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he was in a slump. So to get things started again, he started doing the baby shark theme song as his walk-up music. And what is the baby shark song, Luke? I'm not going to sing it. You want to sing it? Nope. Heck no, I don't. (laughs) Go check it out because it'll be stuck in your head all day. Mm. Um, But yeah, they started doing that. So now the entire stadium is doing like the motions, the little finger, hand, and like giant daddy shark moment. Oh, gosh. Motions. Uh, So that's kind of fun to see. Other than that, though, like we still have plenty of games to look forward to. Let's go Nationals. And I think they're going to win. I'm going to make my prediction at four to two. Four to two? Okay. Yeah, so they're going to win it in six. Oh, you know what, Sarah? I totally I spaced on that. I'm so sorry. I meant to ask you for the other predictions as well with the uh, other with the other games this week. So let me just quickly go over a couple, um, and we'll end on that note. Uh, so Bears versus Eagles. Who do you think is going to win? I think the Bears are going to have the ground game, but with the Eagles, it's kind of up in the air. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, dad puns oh, for days. Oh, 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 oh. All right, let's see. Um, okay, so we've got Bears and Eagles. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vikings versus Chiefs. Um, I think if there could be a Viking Chief president uh, present, he would be the best mediator. So as long as the referee is a Viking Chief, I would expect a fair game. All right. Uh, let's see. Other than that, we have, uh, let's see, uh, Patriots versus Ravens. We'll highlight that one. I agree with everything you guys said. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, and that is episode 14 of the Some Things Podcast. We thank Woo-hoo. you for joining us on this Halloween episode. Hope you have a good night on Halloween, and, uh, you know, stay safe. See you guys. Love you. Bye.